0: Hello everyone. Welcome to this end zone edition of the WTOC sports podcast. Thanks for listening. It is Friday the 13th. I don't feel unlucky, Lindsay. We got the the masters on this morning. We've got high school football tonight and the intriguing, the most intriguing part of this Friday slate is the South Carolina high school league playoffs beginning tonight a condensed season in South Carolina. The state has dealt with a number of of cancellations and and from COVID and, and other reasons, including a few of our teams here, but feels like at least a small victory to get to this point. Correct.
1: Yeah. You know, we weren't sure if a season would happen. And then when it did, we weren't sure, you know, if it would just abruptly end like a lot of things did back in the spring. So to make it to our first round of playoffs in the SCHSL, I think, is a milestone for us all.
0: And like the season was condensed, the playoffs have also been condensed. They've dropped down a round, and so only a couple teams from our area will play in these playoffs. We've got three teams from the Lowcountry in action tonight, including the region champion Buford Eagles. They'll be at home hosting West Florence. And Lindsay spoke with, with Bryce Lebrand and the Eagles earlier this week, and they said there's a little bit of pressure on them. They feel a little pressure as a region champ, as the team that won the county as well. They're coming into these playoffs with a chance they feel like to make a deep run, but they've also lost their opening playoff game three straight years. And so there's a little bit of that feeling like this team needs to get over the hump before they can really start talking about a deep playoff run. Lee brand told me, he said, you know, the next natural progression for us is to begin winning games in the playoffs. You heard that yesterday on the news at six and he's right. So I'm interested to see how this Buford team plays tonight, hosting a West Florence team that played their full season, played all seven games and, um, We'll see what the Eagles can do, if they can finally maybe get the monkey off their back and get into the second round of the playoffs.
1: I don't know what attendance is supposed to be for that tonight, but it is sold out. However many tickets they were planning to have, it's a sellout, so that's exciting for Beaver.
0: Yeah, they got the new turf over there, a program that really, in, in all honesty, feels like it's on the rise um, under Bryce Lebrand, the second year head coach, they've got things working there and, and a playoff win here would certainly be good. And one thing that Lebrand also said that you know is, is I don't want to say obvious, but with these condensed playoffs, you've got less teams. That means every team in this playoff is good. Lebrand admitted he goes, you know sometimes if you're the one seed, if you're the region champ, you get a little bit of a warm-up game in that first round of the playoffs. That's not the case this year. Um, you're really jumping both feet into what is a state playoff level of football. Just up the road, about 10 miles, will be the Whale Branch Warriors. 7-0 in 2020, they have cruised through this season, Lindsay. Four shutout victories for the Warriors, hosting a Johnsonville team that scored at least 30 points in each of their six wins this season. Only one loss for the Flashes. The Warriors, you've seen them. I've seen them. They've been impressive. One of the better teams, it feels like, in Class A. Um, but only takes one loss, and the season's over. Whale Branch going to try to avoid that tonight.
1: Yeah, I think this will be a defense versus offense showdown. Johnsonville's offense, Whale Branch's defense, kind of good versus good, as you would say, in college football. Um It'll be interesting to see, and I know Whale Branch is super excited to be hosting this game. Um, It should be a fun one.
0: As they should be. Um, The Warriors from Seabrook looking to make a run here um, after an undefeated regular season. And then the final game in the SCHSL playoffs tonight for for our area teams, May River going on the road to take on North Augusta. Going to be just about 20 minutes from – augusta national golf club tonight but the focus of the sharks winning another road playoff game they did it twice a year ago in route to reaching the state semifinals going to need to do it again against a north augusta team that is pretty well known in class 4a one of the traditional teams uh, in the state of south carolina the interesting thing for this one Lindsay and i went out to practice in bluffton earlier this week and and the Sharks were having some fun. They were just kind of, I don't want to say goofing around. That's not what they were doing. They were, they were having practice, but they were letting the, uh, the defensive coaches call offensive plays. The offensive coaches call defensive plays for a little early scrimmage. And, and the reason for that, Rodney Summers told me, we got to have some fun. The Sharks hadn't played, have not played a game since October 16th. They've only played four games this year. And so Summers was saying, we've been practicing for three weeks now with no payoff, no reward, no game to actually play on Friday night. So we have to do something to keep these kids from from burning out, especially when you're being dropped right into the state playoffs against a really good North Augusta team.
1: Yeah, it's such a weird dynamic this year. And, um, you know, we mentioned that with the short season, every game counts, but Now it really counts because if you lose, you're going home. And um, it'll be interesting to see if these two teams have any rust to shake off or any kind of like early mistakes, that sort of thing. Because it's almost been like a reset. You know, they've been off for so long. They've been practicing, but they haven't played against anyone. So that's an interesting one to watch and an interesting one to kind of see how that plays out, I think.
0: Yeah, the Sharks haven't played, as we mentioned, since the 16th of October. But North Augusta's last game was a week later, October 23rd. So the Yellow Jackets have been off for three weeks now. Um, that, that rust factor, I think, will be real. I think both teams are really going to have to try to avoid key mistakes early on um, and, until you kind of get back in the groove of, of playing an actual game. You know, for May River, it hasn't just been COVID. It's been some bad luck. They One of their road games earlier this month um, called right before the game after a transformer blew out power to the stadium. So, you know, the sharks can't win for losing it seems like in terms of being able to play this year now, not even
1: COVID related.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So now they have a game um, and you don't, there, there is no redo. There's no restart. It's win or go home for May river. And so we'll see how the Sharks are able to kick off that rust that you mentioned and see if they can get in playoff mode early. They went on the road a couple times last year, played very, very well and got to the state semifinals. Can they do it again this year against a pretty good North Augusta team that like the Sharks has not played a whole bunch lately. We've also got the skis of playoffs tonight, Thomas Hayward and Hilton head Christian at home, looking to reach next week's state championship game. So That'll be something else to watch tonight on the end zone. Lindsay, we've got all eight Chatham County public school teams that play football in action tonight. It's been rare that we've had four games between the Chatham County schools on the same night this year, but we have it tonight. Um, No real, you know, matchup that stands out. New Hampstead and Jenkins will be probably the best one between uh, the Phoenix looking to bounce back after a loss against islands and Jenkins looking to, you know, continue as they they build under new head coach, Gene Clemens. Um, but there's, there's a lot of things to watch here. Savannah's at islands. The sharks will look to stay undefeated. Uh, Windsor forest goes to garden city tonight to take on groves. If the Knights can avoid the upset next week between the Knights and the sharks of islands will be for the city championship. And then we've got Johnson and beach tonight in pooler. And so, Still some things to work out in terms of region races and, and who's going to be going to the state playoffs. Remember, only a you know, only a couple spots in these regions uh, with Chatham County schools playing intra-district only. That new Hampstead Jenkins game is gonna be intriguing, and then obviously we'll be keeping our eye on Islands and
1: Windsor Forest. Yeah, it's it's rare that we don't have some of these teams playing on Thursday or Saturday, so an action-packed night here in Chatham County for sure, and it's not the playoffs, but it feels playoff-ish because there are region implications in these games. You mentioned that they're only playing within the county right now, so um, even though it's not playoffs, every game's still kind of impactful for these teams.
0: And and listen, Islands and Windsor Forest are are big favorites against Savannah and Groves, and and to be honest, if if they don't, if the sharks and the the knights don't play their best game, they would probably still win. Um, but I am interested to see how if the if both teams can kind of avoid that looking ahead letdown. Everybody knows what's at stake next week when Windsor Forest and Islands play, unless something gets you know goofy here tonight. Um, but you know. Deshaun Printup and Jeb Stewart, the head coaches of these programs, are telling their guys, don't worry about next week. we got to go out and play hard and play well tonight, and then we'll start looking at next week. So that's one of the things I am going to be watching is just to kind of see if, if Windsor Forest and, an island, and Islands are in top form or if there's maybe a little looking ahead to next week. Finally, the region two yeah. Tucson race continues on – Uh, Brunswick and Richmond Hill tonight both trying to avoid upsets and remain in a three-way tie for first place. Brunswick on the road at Bradwell, Richmond Hill at home against South Effingham. Again, two games that they will both be favored in. And then down in Statesboro, one that maybe doesn't pop off the charts but has some major state playoff implications. As Effingham County goes to Statesboro, both these teams tied for fourth place in the region with – two games, one game left to play after tonight.
1: Yeah, I think Statesboro kind of got off to a rough start, and it's hard to blame them as sick as their coach was and in the hospital with COVID. But it seems like recently they've really found their stride and picked up a couple wins here later in the season. So that one will be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, one thing that's now hanging over this game, the announcement from earlier this week that Effingham County head coach Buddy Holder is going to step down at the end of the season. He'll be taking a position within the Effingham County school system. He says it'll allow him to uh, spend a little more time with his family, watch his daughter play tennis over the next few years. Um, So Buddy Holder going to be stepping down as the Rebels head coach. But a chance to win a couple more games, and reach the state playoffs, potentially, if they win tonight. I found the timing of the announcement, Lindsey, pretty interesting. I wonder if the Rebels come out a little more fired up, a little more uh, ready to go, knowing that they can try to get their head coach into the state playoffs in his final season.
1: Yeah, see if they play a little more motivated to try to send him out on a good note for sure.
0: That's one we'll have for you tonight on the end zone as well. Lindsay. Uh, college football is, we're, we're feeling the effects of, of COVID-19 kind of across the board. We've had a few more cancellations on Friday, but uh, no Georgia, no Georgia Tech on Saturday. Georgia's game at Missouri postponed due to COVID-19 issues within the Missouri program And then yesterday, Georgia Tech announcing their home game against Pitt is now being postponed. Athletic Director Todd Stansbury says not a lot of of positive cases within the Georgia Tech program, but contact tracing and some some prior non-COVID-related injuries, you know, really hurting the depth for the Yellow Jackets. It's disappointing that we won't – that we're starting to kind of see this. It felt like we – there were games canceled, but it felt like we had a little bit of a good groove going with with getting through some games, especially in these Power Five conferences. But uh, the SEC and the ACC both hit by it pretty hard this week.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of games called off, especially throughout the SEC, it feels like, this week. So um, South Carolina, Ole Miss still on for the time being. No Georgia, no Georgia Tech. Clemson is off. And of course, we've still got Georgia Southern action this weekend, but um, not as much college football in our region as we're used to. But, um, you know, as we've said so many times, health and safety have to come first. And um, that Georgia Tech game will get rescheduled to, I think they said December 12th, I believe. Yeah. I'm going off the top of my head right now. Yeah. That's, um, the,
0: that's the the um, that's the notification for now. And. That Missouri-Georgia game you would think could be rescheduled for December 12th. Remember, the conferences kind of gave themselves that buffer room between the title game and the last game of the regular season on the 5th, but Missouri's already rescheduled one for the 12th, and so it's possible um, Missouri's out of the SEC race at this point, but if Georgia isn't able to get there, it's possible we see Georgia go to Columbia on December 19th and play the same day as the SEC title game. We'll see all that still to be worked out as we've got about a month before that. Speaking of George Southern, yeah. you mentioned they are in action Saturday. They're unbeaten at home. We'll look to stay that way and win their third straight game Saturday, hosting a Texas State team that um, is not having a good 2020. The Bobcats have mm-hmm. lost six games in a row. They'll come into this one at 1-8. One um lindsey this should be a game that georgia southern should win um, it'll be the eagles first contest without jd king who tore his acl in the win over troy he's done for the season um, but chad Lunsford mentioned we trust the guys that will come in behind jd king that being logan wright gerald green and matt laroche um, we'll see what this what this eagles running game looks like without king
1: yeah, which they lost him, you know, in, in the game last week. So they did have to um, compensate for that. And Green had a great performance last week um, in J.D. King's absence. And Wesley Kennedy was also sidelined last week with a mouth injury. Um, so those younger players really stepped up last week against Troy. Um, so you'd have to think that they would do pretty well against Texas State, not quite as tough as tough of a opponent as Troy uh was so it, it should be an easy win for Georgia Southern um keyword being should be it's 2020 funky stuff happens um one thing I'm looking for funky from Southern funky is, is what they, she said there yes funky <laughs> um one thing I'm looking for from Southern is um They've they've left the door open for their opponents lots of times this season where they've got a chance to go down late and score to either send it to overtime or to win. Um, This is a game that Georgia Georgia Southern – I can't talk today. Georgia Southern should be able to put away – put away fairly early, I kind of want to say. So that's something I'm looking for from Southern is just can they put this game away and get it out of reach and kind of cruise to a victory.
0: Yeah, finding a chance to finish. That's been a lot of the talk from from Chad Lunsford this year and, and missed opportunities on offense at some points. We'll see what the Eagles can do. One note that you'll be watching for Saturday, Shy words, just a couple yards away from becoming the Sunbelts' all-time Rushing leader for a quarterback needs just seven yards rushing to um, take over the top spot in the conference's all-time history. I would expect that to happen. I would expect that to happen early. Um, so one thing for Eagle fans to be watching is George Southern's senior quarterback, Shy Works, looks to set another Sun Belt conference record. Be sure to join us tonight during News at 11. Lindsey and I will be breaking down all the highlights and scores from around the area's high school football action. Lindsey will have updates on the South Carolina playoffs. I'll be looking at highlights from around the state of Georgia. Going to be a really fun night, I think. It may be Friday the 13th, but we're going to have some fun with it anyway. Lindsey, thanks for the time. Thank you guys for listening and downloading. We'll be back next week as we break down all the weekend's action.